You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Mark, and he's stealing my essence. I'm Ryan, and I'm Breezy. And I'm Jess, and I could be doing lunges. Yes, we've got our first guest of our podcast on the show. Uh, So welcome, Jess. Thank you very much for joining us. Hello. Uh, It's great to be here. I suppose you could call me the Carol to Ross's Ryan without a baby. (laughs) Yep, no baby. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, do you you want to tell us a bit more about yourself and maybe a a bit of history of uh, your your friend's viewership and stuff like that? Uh, I suppose. So yeah, Jess, big, big Friends fan, used to drive... Right, nuts, just watching Friends, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. Uh, He would also notice that I would be not 100% watching, probably using my phone, but still laughing at the jokes. Um, And I'm also the reason that recently we won a Friends quiz, because nobody else knew the answers. It's not that we didn't know the answers. It's that it was like you already knew the questions. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it would be the first sentence, like, who did? And then you'd be like, it's Ross. (laughs) I just know these things. Yeah, because certainly for that quiz, you had to be uh, quick on the buzzer to get the extra points. Uh, we, we played it quite tactfully, though. There were a few rounds where you, if you were too quick, you lost points. It was like, no, let's not risk Oh, yeah, it. There, was, there was no losing points in this in my no. game. We're not here to lose points. No, and I think we lost one point, wasn't it? And that was just like a mistake of pushing the wrong button. Yeah, that's where I got a bit too eager, like you said. I thought I knew the question, and actually I didn't. But it, it was the only time. <laughs> I mean, most of us just kind of had food and drank while you answered all the questions because some of us there were completely pointless. Um, I won't name names, but <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no one on this podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it was mostly like the question would get asked, and then Mark would look at you and go, "It's," and then Jess had already pressed it. And yeah. It would, oh, okay, fair enough, Jess. Um, I should have just been my own team. Took fifty quid home for myself. You could have done that easily, yeah. I do have a, a colleague at work who's also a Super Friends fan, and I'm very curious to see who would win a trivia quiz between the pair of you. Me? We are definitely going to do uh, the apartment quiz with you two. A quick monster. Yep, yeah, quick fire round to see who can basically mess up first, I guess. Oh, you won't know this, Jessica. Occasionally, Mark ambushes me with Friends trivia questions at the start of episodes. Oh, I'm yes. excited. I, don't, I think I'm doing okay so far, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, okay is a, is a perfectly adapt word for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, because obviously we we've had a, a few comments about our knowledge, uh, which is why we've got Jess on board. So any errors this episode, all down to Jess. Jess is whoa. here for the knowledge, whoa, and whoa. we've just got whoa, enthusiasm about mistakes. <laughs> uh, but I guess I, we should uh, start talking about this episode and what it's actually called, because this is uh, season three, episode two, the one where nobody's ready, where no one's ready. No one's ready. Bam, look at me with the facts. Yeah, well done. Don't ask me the socials, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think this is one of the absolute all-time classic episodes. And I've been saying that a lot lately, uh, with especially the, the first uh, episode of this season. Yep. Um, and there's a few classic Ross and Rachel ones in season two, but yeah, this one I think is is up there. Well, we often talk about getting excited when we realise which one of us is running the episode. And initially I was like, oh, Mark gets to do the one where no one's ready. But then after rewatching the episode, 
Do you know if in a note-taking mindset, I was like, no, Happy Mark's doing it because this episode is so fast, it doesn't stop. No. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't run about to annotate this at all. I, I think this is going to be uh, a longer episode just because there's three of us, but also there is like 10 clips, which is always a good sign. The more clips there is, the the more fun we've had with the episode. There's, there's certainly a lot of stuff I didn't want to cut out of here. Um, there isn't any other Friends news before we get started, is there? I think we can get straight into the episode, can't we? Yeah, it's been, the past couple of weeks it's been much. We've got a Friends update, but this yeah. week has been fairly quiet. Uh, so this is going to be uh, a weird episode to talk about as it's a bottle episode. So a bottle episode is where they try to save some money during the season by just featuring one set. So we just get the apartment. We don't even get like Joey and Chandler's, nothing else. No outside, no central perk. Uh, I assume, you know, having to move the sets is time and costly. Uh, but don't you just love that they're just in the one place for an episode? Because I really enjoy it. I'm like, oh, there they are, there they are, there they are. Exactly. And some of the best episodes in, in Friends or Seinfeld or anything are boss episodes because it's just so compact. There's no moving around. There's no downtime. It is just the the actors just being on, on form, basically, because there's nothing else to, to rely on. Yeah, that's why I enjoy it. So it's, it's quite interesting that they put it quite early in the season. Um, normally they're in later in the season where they're like, oh, we're starting to run out a bit of money now. How do we save some for an episode? And to be fair, they could have popped this episode in almost at any point before the break. Yep. Um, and it wouldn't have, wouldn't have made a difference. It, it's, there's, no, there's no outside kind of continuity you need to worry about. No. Because it's, it's like it's a vital episode. It's all contained apart from the what post credit scene. Because normally you get like clip show episodes. Like Simpsons is, is famous for its clip show episodes, especially early on. Whereas Friends doesn't ever have a clip show. Dude, I hate them. I hate clip yep. shows so much. Well, because you've already seen the content, especially if you're, you're a big fan, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we start this episode at the girls' apartment, and Joey is in the fridge, as usual, and he's found some cider. Uh, no, it's not, actually. It's fat, and he drank fat. Even though it doesn't even look anything like cider. Well, I don't know. Americans have like a weird relationship with cider so they call cider they call just plain apple juice cider and then if it's actual cider they call it hard cider really yeah okay. so it's actually what we would call apple juice is actually cider that's good to know because anytime i go to america and ask for for lemonade i get actual proper lemonade and not sprite yes which is what i'm expecting yes yeah i did not know that look at that bringing the knowledge <laughs> yeah i'm useful sometimes <laughs> uh ross enters in a tux uh, but the guys are not ready uh, Ross is getting a little angsty and, you know, he, he wants the guys to get ready now, which I think is quite fair. Uh, and then Rachel appears from the bathroom and uh, she's ready for some Ross action. Gross. Uh, yeah, I, I put in the notes, ooh. Uh, <laughs> you know, she has to get dressed too uh, once she forget, figures out what she's wearing. We then get the classic Friends intro. And Ross is a little bit nervous about his speech. And Phoebe then enters, looking great, of course. Uh, and she knows this, I think. And then, Phoebe always knows she's looking fantastic. Exactly. I aim to have the confidence of Phoebe. We we, we, we talk a, we talk about this a lot about Phoebe and her dress sense. I think there's only one dress I don't like, and that's um, the one with the the gay dancer. Oh my god, where she's sixties. Where she's where she's and got this pink. It's and she's got a hair flick. It's like this very angular white uh, dress with like, is it like pink lines on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like my favorite Phoebe where she's is all really? like 60s and cute and I'm like yes Phoebe you go and show that gay eyes dancer how good you look so Ryan really liked that dress yeah. I really hate I think it, it didn't suit her at all but everything else she wears looks absolutely great and you know she doesn't have a style no she doesn't that's or, why I love her although her style is is her really yeah Phoebe in itself is just a state of being Phoebe <laughs> Buffet is a state of being just a vibe <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then Chandler reappears from the bathroom, having taken the Cosmopolitan quiz. Do you remember those? Not specifically Cosmo, <laughs> but random what they called women's interest magazines. They would be like around my mum's or my auntie's house. And I would do the quizzes because for some reason, as like a 10-year-old, I thought it was hilarious to find out random stuff like what's your fire sign i don't know i don't care but i would do the quiz and then be like it's jupiter i don't even know if it's accurate i know nothing but i i used to love doing the quizzes because who doesn't like basing their personality on what a trashy magazine says well i always remember them at school like you'd have the the teenage ones yes that's what i was gonna say mine would be in like girl talk and it would be like which girl band should you be in <laughs> and i'd just try and like rig the answer so i'd always be in the spice girls because you because you always got two sorts of magazines and you got the the kind of like under 14 which will kind of just like that, what band do you want to be in? Mm. And then the slightly more risque ones that are aimed at like the 15, 16 year olds that, that have, you know, tips about boyfriends and stuff yeah. like that in them. So if you're one of our younger listeners, basically it was BuzzFeed in paper form. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so they would always go around, around the classroom and any, anyone would just like, just be like silly and just be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to try it out to see what it is. Uh, we've got our fl- first clip of the episode, so we're going to jump straight in with that. Get up. What? Near my seat. How is this your seat? Because I was sitting there. But then you left. Well, it's not like I went to Spain. I went to the bathroom. You knew I was coming back. What's the big deal? Sit somewhere else. The big deal is I was sitting there last. So, it's my seat. Well, actually, the last place you were sitting was in there, so... You guys, you know what? You know what? It doesn't matter. Because you both have to go get dressed before the big vein in my head pops. <laughs> so, all right, Ross, I just have to do one thing really quickly. It's right. not a big deal. Get up! Yeah, we've we've all had this moment, haven't we? Yep. You can't take a person's seat. No, you just can't. I mean, initially the plot line looks ridiculous and stupid, and then you remember that men are ridiculous and stupid, <laughs> and it's like, makes <laughs> perfect sense actually. Well, well, certainly in this, uh, Chandler and Joey really take it to new heights, I guess. In terms, of, in terms of like having to to win this seat, the level of petty is just fantastic. And and you know it looks like a great seat, but comfy. you know there's there's other seats. Yeah, my my, my only quibble I guess with this episode, I, I Monica is distracted as we'll find out later on. But when the cushions are removed, my brain's like, why isn't Monica freaking out? He's moved the cushions of her chair. She's got bigger things to deal with, Ryan. We know this. It's true. Uh, so yeah, so so Chandler's back from uh, sitting in the bathroom, I guess, and uh, he now wants his seat back, which Joey has has taken. Uh, yeah, Joey, in some ways, is right. You know, what's the big deal? But at the same time, you know, if Chandler's sitting there and just got up for a moment, just leave it. But also, we just know that Joey is a child, so of course he's going to take it that far. Yep. Uh, this has got to be one of the most classic friend scenes or potentially storylines out there. Yeah, definitely. It's just like how, how do you make twenty minutes of they took my seat? But they've they've done it. They've done it, and it's hilarious. Like it didn't get old. Uh, thankfully, Ross is here to to stop the argument from happening. He is. But what I love about this bit, before we move on, is Rachel pops out of her bedroom and asks, "Does this like look like something the girlfriend of a paleontologist would wear?" And Phoebe's response is, "I don't know. You might be the first one." <laughs> <laughs> which has me in bits every single time. And we often talk on the show about the kind of uncredited comedic gold that is Rachel Green. Yeah. And I feel like Phoebe's coming for the crown in this episode because she's got a couple of good zingers and yeah. that's the first one. There's just these low-key jokes that no one laughs at or notices in like the, the episode, but they're absolutely brilliant when you think about it. Yeah, I just, I just appreciate mocking a nerd having a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I can, oh, I can relate. Burns Ross is always a good time as well. 
He just oh, deserves you, to be knocked down a peg or two. Are you part of the Let's Hate Ross Club? Mark is president of the Let's Hate Ross Club. I wouldn't call it Let's Hate Ross. I just, I just don't care. You know, he gets better as it goes he on. He does, to be fair. He doesn't and in I this episode. I watched an episode the other day and he, he said something and it actually made me laugh. Oh, oh have, you seen, have we got as far as um, where Rachel's injured and she needs to go to hospital? We haven't got that far. No. Yet. It's when he tries to shake hands with his foot. Like, that was actually <laughs> yeah. hilarious. And it's one of the only times I'll say, well done, Ross. Yeah, Ross is my least favourite of the friends to start with, but we'll go on a journey <laughs> with, with that. Uh, Monica then enters and uh, she's not ready because she's been shopping. And then Ross is uh, getting quite angsty now. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of get it. It's an important day for him and he doesn't want to be late. Uh, in real life, I'm Ross and Ryan is everyone else being late. Well, I was on time today because, as I said before the episode, if there's one episode I couldn't let myself be late for, it was this one because then I will just prove you right. So, yeah. To be fair, <laughs> I can attest to that. So. As, as I said, being the Carol to Ross's Ryan, we spent our entire life being late and it used to drive me bananas to the point where both myself, his family and friends would all adhere to Ryan time. <laughs> where we tell Ryan that we had to be there an hour earlier so that we could be there on time. Yeah, I think Ryan, when you tell him, let's be somewhere at five, he looks at his watch and goes, oh, it's five o'clock. I guess I should think I about leaving. Maybe consider getting there. <laughs> yeah. So I do actually understand uh, Ross's actual concern for the time here because... It's just not hard to be on time. Looks at Ryan very pointedly. Yeah, he, he's... Uh... He won't look at me. <laughs> Maybe guests are a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Monica then plays the answering machine. Uh, remember when machines had little tapes in them to record messages? Nope. Um, this reminds me of a Seinfeld episode, though. Um which you've probably seen. You ever watched Seinfeld, Jess? No, I've never actually caught it. It's like proto Friends. Like it's not as good as Friends. Well, well, so, so, well. I wouldn't say that. Like, I don't like it as much as Friends. But there is a lot of, especially Americans, who think it's above Friends. Like one of the best comedies ever made. I think it's slightly different. I was gonna say it's kind of got like a cult classic mm. feel to it. It's not it? bad. Like it's a great show, and I've not seen that much of it. The only thing I will give Seinfeld over Friends is that the people on Friends are Rangers fans, which is disgusting. But the people in Seinfeld support the Devils, which is more well, for the most part. I really wish microphones could pick up the sound of eye rolls. Because <laughs> the one that I just did was so <laughs> intense. Technically, you're responsible for taking me to my first Devils game, so my Devils fandom is essentially your fault. No, no. You were already there. I just supported it. You got excited, you got wooed. You wooed I the did. hockey. It was a I good did. day. It was an enjoyable day. It's a proud day for hockey fans everywhere. But let, let's get back to Seinfeld tangent. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. So you, you was watching an episode of Seinfeld? Yeah. And you forgot... I got distracted by hockey now. <laughs> As always, I've been distracted by hockey. Um, We're talking about answer, oh yes, answer, answer machines. There's an answer episode where this is where all the Seinfeld fans are going to really mad because I forget all the characters' names. But the short, balding man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he goes on a date and he isn't supposed to... Well, there's weird dating rules that exist that no one seems to follow but are a good excuse if you don't want to see someone anymore like they called too soon or they're too keen or whatever and she he doesn't call her she doesn't call him and he's basically it's been four days like oh my god like that's against the dating rules like she must hate me so he sends her a bunch of like really needy not breezy voicemail messages and it's essentially a very similar plot to this where he has to try and get to that tape before she gets home and then turns out she's been on holiday she's been away for the weekend so she hasn't seen any of these messages so he he and Seinfeld would have to get into her apartment with her and try and swap the tapes over yep. but it's what this episode reminds me yeah, of yeah I, I, that was quite a good episode that one it's pretty good yeah uh, Jess is like shrug <laughs> <don't> I? <laughs> I think if you can ever stop watching Friends on repeat it is worth giving Seinfeld a go um, 
my friend Guy and Katie uh, got me to watch episodes just because one episode is very, very Devils related because a character paints his, paints his face and they go to a Devils game. Like, you've never seen it. You've got to watch it. When we're watching hockey and people have that face paint, you don't know what that means. And I'm like, I just thought it meant yay Devils. And he's like, no, it's Seinfeld. So that made me watch it. Yeah, the characters there, uh, like the humor relates very much around one or two of the main characters, like fully. And then you have this ensemble cast, a bit like Frasier, I guess. Uh, whereas Friends is is all about all the characters and the extra people that that, that pop in, uh, but yeah, if you take away you know answering machines now, like you don't have an episode because it's just on your phone, yep. or it's a text message or whatever. Oh, it drives right? me bonkers to get a voicemail now. Like, don't leave me a voicemail. <laughs> is it nineteen ninety five? No. Did you send me a text message? Right. It's when old people call you, like relatives, like aunties and nans it is and things. My nan. Yeah, and She's there's like eighteen seconds of silence before they start talking because they haven't worked out <laughs> it's recorded. She's <laughs> just... the exclusive guest in my voicemail <laughs> inbox. Just my nan. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's Phoebe's on the on the answer machine. Uh, she's saying she's on her way over despite already being there. And how creepy and weird that might be. <laughs> it's convinced <laughs> Phoebe's yeah. isn't, isn't it? Spooky. <laughs> and she's just so proud of herself for predicting that she's going to be there already. And then there's a message from Ross for Rachel uh, saying, you know, pick up Rachel. Uh, getting a bit needy on his answer messages, I guess. That's because he's the king of needy. Yes. And then we have a message from Richard, which freaks Monica out. Is it a new or old message? And that's where we get our next clip. Well, Joey, I wrote a little song today. It's called Get Up. <laughs> All right. You can have the chair. Really? Oh my, would you look at that? <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm coming over now. Hey, what if I'm already there when you're playing this message? Is that too spooky? <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Are you there? It's me. Pick up. Rachel. Rach. What? Never mind. <laughs> Monica, it's Richard. Call me. Is, is that message old or new? Old or new? Old or new? It's old. It's definitely old. Didn't you hear the, the double beep? Well, what if it's new? I mean, we agreed not to talk. He could have something really important to say. Shouldn't I call him back? Honey, you did call him back because it's, it's really old. Yeah, see, Mon, listen, listen. When Carol and I broke up, I went through the same thing. And you know what I did? Huh. I got dressed. I really love the way that Rachel comes out the room when she hears the message from Ross. He's like, never mind. It's the fact that she's like, right, you've rushed me to get ready and now you're calling me? Like, what is this about? Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've all had this where you're like, is that an old message or is that new? Uh, no, I haven't. You, uh, have, have we all? Have yeah. We all? I think we have. Like, no. I, we never had a tape-based answering machine in my house. So all my experience of messages and voicemail are mobile related okay. so it'd be like you have two new messages and one saved message so i already know what's new and what isn't because the system's telling me just like the double beep but again we ever think okay. things on this podcast and that would ruin the joke but no i have no experience of that mark <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that roundabout way of telling <laughs> yeah. uh, ross then finds a way to uh, distract monica um so she starts getting dressed and then chandler and joey are still fighting over the seat and then <laughs> i really love the way that chandler is like waving his hands close to joey's face not uh, touching, can't get mad. And then, you know, Joey reacts and uh, flings hummus all over Phoebe's dress. Which is heartbreaking because oh. it's a lovely dress. It kills me. <laughs> uh, you got to love the way, you know, Ross is clapping while shouting what gets out hummus. <laughs> yeah, he's just it's in, goes, in full panic mode. It's when Phoebe goes, oh, hummus, I got the hummus. <laughs> and you can just hear the break in her voice. And you're like, you did get the hummus. 
Well, we've got our fur clip right now. All right, fine. You know what? We'll both sit in the chair. Fine with me. Oh. <laughs> I am so comfortable. <laughs> me too. In fact, I think I might be a little too comfortable. All right. <laughs> so just the way that, that Chandler is sitting on Joey's lap with his legs spread apart, just as wide as possible, just going, oh, it's so comfortable. It's the strain in his voice, like, I will be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care anymore. I will be. It's, it's the look on his face. He couldn't look more uncomfortable <laughs> if he tried. <laughs> when Joey's like, I may be too comfortable, <laughs> and Chandler gets up, the, the look on Matt LeBlanc's face, is it's almost like they're real friends. It's, like, it's so perfectly, I knew that would move him, and he feels really happy that he got <laughs> yeah. him it's, I love it. Uh, Ross then uh, takes control of the situation. Uh, Chandler can go and get changed first, and then when he's back, Joey will change, and then he can have his chair back. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Sounds fair to me. Uh, Rachel's uh, still getting ready, trying to find something when she notices Phoebe's dress situation and gets distracted helping. Not before Monica turns up to say she called Richard and she left him a breezy message. Uh, at least she thinks it is, but it's okay, because she has the code to his answer machine and can play it back for everyone else to hear. Uh, so let's listen to that before we, we dive into the details. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, it was like a casual breezy message. It was breezy. Oh, God, what if it wasn't breezy? <laughs> well, how could it not be breezy? No, because you, you're in such a breezy place. I got it. I will play my message for you guys, and you can tell me if it's breezy enough. But Monica, how are you going to do that? I know the code to his answering machine. Okay, Mom, I really don't think this is the... Okay, you're dialing. You are dialing. Hi, this is Richard. Please leave a message at the tone. You have two new messages. Wow, what a cool job. You have two new messages. <laughs> Please pass the pie. Hi, it's Monica. I'm just checking in because I got this message from you and I didn't know if it was old or new or what, so I'm just checking. So let me know. Or don't, whatever. I'm breezy. You, hey, you can't say you're breezy. That, that totally negates the breezy. So before we talk about that clip in particular... Uh, there, there's one bit that you, you don't actually really get to see or hear and it's when there's like a big slam of a door and that's basically you know the, the guys are not in the chair neither of them and, uh, and they both notice this and they run at the chair it's Joey's panic when he realises that Chandler's dressed and back and now he technically has to give up the chair so they're just it's a race to the death now for that chair <laughs> it is my favourite part about this is how quickly Chandler got dressed Yes. Like, if he'd have done that when Ross asked him to the first time, Chermageddon would have never happened. It just would have been sorted. I don't know. I, th I think men can get dressed pretty quickly. It's something like 58 seconds it takes him it's, to get dressed. Really? Yeah, it, it's insanely fast, especially for a full suit. Mm, you, could, you could maybe do it if it was already... Yeah, but when you've waiting. got, like, vengeance and principle on your side... Yeah, you're going to go for it. You are going to go just for in it. In the zone. Yep. <laughs> like our sleeves. Hence the massive run to the chair. So they both run to the chair. And in real life, they both knew, like, we've got to take this to, to the extreme. Because they, they both, like, were competing, not acting. They like, actually wanted to get that chair. And this is where Matt LeBlanc uh, dislocates his shoulder. So you don't actually see it in, in this uh, version of the episode. But in one take, he 
has to you know go around the table and just jump at the chair except for somehow he ends up upside down and he's about to like hit his head on the floor between the table and the chair so he puts his arm out in front of him to basically break his fall and pulls his shoulder out ouch which yeah is is intense and we're actually recording this out of order, so we've already told this story, but we'll go into to more detail now. You're going to hear it again. You're going to hear. Week. You're, yeah. you're, you're going to hear. You're, you're going to hear like the Cliff Notes version next week. Uh, but basically, he, you know, he gets up and says, like, "Oh, that kind of hurts. What's wrong here?" Goes into Monica's bedroom because that's not a real room; it's just offset. And he's like, he says, "You know, my 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 shoulder's missing. My arm is down by my bum. Uh, what's going on here?" And then he notices one of the doctors from ER walks over and it's like, did I really bang my head or something? Because you're not a real doctor. Uh, you know, like dislocating your shoulder. I, I've never done it, but I hear it really hurts. I can only imagine it's your, your bone out of its socket, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. And oh. just, just the crunch, putting it back in. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he's, he's actually out for quite some time and they, they pause this episode. And as I, explaining the the next episode so keep it brief uh this was actually a, a had an audience filled with uh, contest winners for coke so they they looked under their their caps and it was like oh you get to be in the audience for friends and this was that episode so they actually get get flown out twice because oh, obviously wow. one, once he dislocated his shoulder like he's off to the emergency room somewhere to get that fixed and it's all shut down and that's it for the day so i think this one was actually like recorded like two weird separate parts like you know weeks months apart maybe because obviously he's in a sling for quite a few episodes after this. But in this episode, obviously, they carry on and, you know, he's not. That makes a lot of sense because there are a couple of continuity issues in this episode. Okay. Uh, the hummus stain on Phoebe's dress changes size throughout scenes. And Chandler's tie, sometimes he's got it on, sometimes he hasn't. And he just randomly switches. So the fact they're shot on weeks apart makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because why would the hummus stain, you know, you wouldn't have multiple dresses. Like if you was doing it in, in one day, would you? So, yeah, that makes sense. They've taken the dress away cleaned it yep <laughs> had, had to put it all back on right uh so yeah so that that's like kind of interesting like how you know something's happened in real life and then they actually don't just thread it into to friends and watching this episode you'd be none the wiser find inflation the old-fashioned way by spending less money check out the hyperx store at amazon.com to find great prime day deals on july 12th and 13th Stock up on new gaming gears so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. The Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean Jerk. like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me, Bruce Wayne. I can't <laughs> even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. <laughs> Dennis... Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hello, my name's Jonathan Dunn, host of the O3C Podcast. Every week I'm joined by my two best gaming buddies, Chris and Minty, and we talk about the games we're playing, the games we love, and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top 100 favourite video games of all time lists. Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent wry British wit, witterings and wisdom. For details on the show and more, head to o3c.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Prime Day is coming. 
Check out Hyprex store on Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on the latest gaming gear from HyperX, so you'll be ready for all the new launches and content drops this summer. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't be around for long. Uh, so I really like how Monica thinks she's quite breezy in that clip. You can't say you're breezy, Monica. <laughs> no, no, you I can't. I think we also need to give Joey some credit for using the word negates. Like, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, Joey that has these... That toilet roll that Chandler bought him is still Yeah, he, he has these weird moments where he's actually really intelligent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't be just, you know, breezy. Say you're breezy in your messages. Um, even, even the way she's acting, you're, you're kind of like, it's a bit weird. Yeah, like she could have just hung up saying, I got a message, don't know if it's old or new, call me back. That, yeah. that should have been it, Monica. Come on, you're better than this. Uh, but then some other woman left a message about a fun weekend and dun 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 like what's that gonna be at? monica thinks he's seeing someone well you know that that's her fault if he is because you know she broke up with him oh, absolutely she's got nothing to say about this really like no leg to stand on about it and i, and I think me and ryan have issues with this kind of whole subplot of monica because all her pain is what she's caused oh yeah like it she is perfectly entitled to be with someone who wants children but if you're breaking up the relationship for that reason, that is your choice and it might be p- painful to do so, but it is still your choice. Yeah. I feel like the gang are overly patient with her almost mm. because it's technically her fault. Like if Richard left her, like, okay, let her deal with it in the time it takes to deal with it. But because it's her fault, essentially, at this point, I'm like, oh, seriously, Monica, like you did it. Like if you're regretting your decision, call him. Like maybe he'll take you back. Yeah. Or as we've discussed previously, maybe he has changed his mind more and is like more okay with the situation. Because it wasn't like they had an in-depth conversation. It was four sentences while they dance at a wedding. And then it's like, okay, we're over then. And I was like, okay, you know. Uh, But also maybe it is uh, Michelle, his daughter. Um, Hopefully it is because then the situation isn't an issue. It's a weird tone to her voice though. I know it has to be to make Monica panic. But her tone of voice is really weird considering she's talking to her dad. Well, she she has this accent and everything, right? So you're like, well, Richard's daughter probably wouldn't sound like that. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just the whole thing just sounds icky to me. Uh, Monica disappears quietly into her room and Rachel still isn't ready. So <laughs> it's been quite a while now. Of course she's not. Maybe, maybe Jess can fill us in here. Um, you know, be, being a woman. So, you know, do you think that women do take a long time to get dressed? Because in my, in my mind, I think they do. They take way longer than, than us guys, or at least particularly me. How, how do you feel? So my, my issue is I have very specific, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm very, very particular when it comes to getting ready. So I need to have an outfit. Like, I couldn't be like Rachel. I couldn't be picking my outfit on the day. Oh, no, that causes me too much anxiety. I'll have picked my outfit out at least two months beforehand. Okay. Um, but then in terms of actually getting ready, then, yeah, it will take a while. But I like to plan my time. So if I know like, we've got to leave at 7 o'clock, I'll be getting ready from 5. So, yes, it does take a long time, but I plan it into my day. Like, obviously, women have a lot more to do if they've got makeup to do or hair or whatever, mm. or if they're Ryan and got a beard mm. that you need to sort out. And let me tell you, if your eyeliner goes wrong, you've got to start again. That That is a real problem. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if your eyeliner's not even, 
that's when I start having a meltdown. Jess makes it sound like Jess getting ready is a perfectly planned, smooth military operation. Okay, no, it's not. I didn't. <laughs> Definitely didn't say that. I said I've got plans in my head. It, didn't, it never... What, and what? I'm always on time. It might go wrong. It might you not be a military time. operation, but it, it ha- finishes on time. I remember many an eyeliner meltdown. Yeah, eyeliner meltdowns are real. And I, any, any woman or person who uses eyeliner in this audience will know. Eyeliner meltdowns are real. So, so I guess in this situation, yes, it is quite common for, for women like Rachel to take a long time, especially if they're picking out their dresses at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that is the difference between men and women, definitely. Like, you know, I just put on clothes. I'm, I'm sure you're the same, Ryan. Just, that will do. Well, doesn't care if it really matches. It's the expectation oh. of, I guess, society, isn't it? Like, would you go into this kind of event, men wear a tux or a suit. In this case, the gala, you'd be a tux. So yeah. men have a tux. You, you have a, yeah, it's basically your tux, your white shirt, your shoes, they're all the matching anyway. Yeah, even if there's some slight variations. Because a girl in the background probably already picked it out, so it matches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, well, but there's not that much variation you can have on a tux. It's that it's fundamentally the same thing. Whereas women are expected to look a certain way. And obviously, I guess in this instance, Ross is a bit like, oh, you know, she's my arm candy. Like, I'm the dinosaur nerd with the hottie. Uh, yeah, so I was going to get into that in a little bit. So I think there's a lot of pressure in Rachel said to she has to look just right because she can't be too sexy because it's a fancy gala, but then she doesn't want to look too plain and prudish. So, so where's the line? And yeah, I'm very grateful that I can just shove on a shirt and a jacket <laughs> and be like, right, I look acceptable now. Yeah, well, I, I, that's probably the difference, that the men are happy to look acceptable, whereas women, you know, want to look their best. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes it annoys me when I go out and women have put, like, too much makeup on and don't look like themselves anymore. Like it that pre- is not your opinion to have. It is my opinion to have. <laughs> Absolutely Like, not. because there's sometimes, sometimes you'll go, I, you know, someone will say, like, I'm ready now, and I'm like, you don't look like you anymore. You know what I mean? No, it's I, still I, not I, your opinion I, to I, have. I think I think that is a preference you can have. Like I prefer women who have subtle makeup, but yeah, you certainly see like these these TikTokers where, and they're doing it for for their videos, right? Where they they look natural and, and normal, and then they can change their face and they're a totally different looking person just through the power of makeup. So I have a question. So, no, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> no. I'm saying like like it's it's amazing that you can do that, right? Okay, that's fine. Um. But no, it's certainly a preference if you, you prefer less or more makeup. And there's certainly going to be men out there that are like, hey, I prefer women with more makeup. It's just what I like. Oh, right? it's not like a... Preference, a, yes, voiced opinions. It's no. not like a dating preference. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm not going to date her. She's got too much slap on. <laughs> I, I just spent sometimes... It's, I guess my actual issue is the inability to apply makeup well, is what I actually say. Like, you know, when their chin's one colour and their neck's a different <laughs> one. And it distracts me. So I'm just like, just like this. And that's mainly your fault for getting me to watch RuPaul's Drag Race so often. I mean, so that's fair. Now I'm looking at really makeup going, you haven't done that well. I, yeah, I think some of that could be the same as like uh, self-tanning where, you know, you kind of get used to how you look so you exaggerate it more and then over the years it's so much you end up you know I feel like we've gone into a weird tangent right now are we going to lots of weird yeah tangents? welcome to watching friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boys are still fighting over their chair and this is where Chandler utters the line to get out of the chair alright you will notice that I am fully dressed I in turn have noticed that you are not so in the words of A.A. A. Milne get out of my chair deal hole <laughs> Okay. What are you doing? Well, you said I had to give you the chair. You didn't see anything about the cushions. The cushions are the essence of the chair. That's right. I'm taking the essence. Oh, he'll be back. 
Oh, there's nobody in the room. Ryan. Yes. What's a dill hole? A dill hole is apparently a dumbass. Okay. And it was first used on Beavis and Butthead. They come up quite a lot on our podcast, weirdly. Well, this makes sense for the time. Like, the, the mid-90s was prime Beavis and Butthead time, right? Yep. Yeah. I googled it. Um, apparently, it was because you couldn't get away with saying penis hole, but, you know, the other <laughs> okay. word, uh, on TV. So, dill hole became the go-to. I, I still think it's quite rude anyway. I don't know why. It's not a word that's used now or even that often back then. It's just, it's just the way it sounds. You just say, oh, what's a dill hole? That sounds quite rude. Yeah, I mean, as long as it sounds insulting, it's, it's yeah. doing its job, I suppose. You don't need to know the specifics to know it. It wasn't a compliment. No, it's, it's the same as in, like, Red Dwarf. They replaced their swear words with smeg, and they would use it for, for everything. And then there's a, a very famous clip where they're, they're at a convention, and some kid goes, what does smeg mean? And, like, the, the actors, they just run off stage. They, they don't want to answer <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're now back with um, Joey getting out of the chair. But he takes the essence of the chair, the cushions. It is the essence. I mean, I'd never thought about what makes the essence of a chair until this episode. <laughs> no. But certainly, he's not wrong. perfectly right. Yeah, it is the essence of the chair. If if you've ever sat in a chair without cushions, it doesn't feel right. It's like it's trying to sit on a. The essence. It's, it's like sitting on a toilet seat without the actual seat down. I hate doing that <laughs> when you're stumbling drunk and you need to. Sit down. You're like, whoops! You basically fall in the bloody thing. Yeah, and yeah. It's this just... is why you should put the seat down all the time. Can you tell we've had that conversation before? <laughs> uh, Ross is upset. Um, oh, sorry. Ross upsets Rachel whilst trying to help her find a dress. Uh, apparently she has a little Bo Peep costume in the wardrobe at all times. Like, you never know when you might need it. She does explain where that came from. It was a Halloween costume and that's why it's in there. Yeah. Would you be keeping it though in your, your wardrobe? Yeah, you wear it next Halloween. Where else are you going to put it? Somewhere that's not easily accessible. <laughs> like, How many like, wardrobes do you have, I, I just don't... Would it need it to be in my wardrobe, like, prime position? You've seen New York City living, right? That, that one wardrobe is, like, luxury. It is, yes. But I assume Rachel has a lot of dresses. Yeah. Probably. Uh, sadly, no inflatable sheep, though, because Chandler has it, and suddenly this gets a bit strange. Uh, Phoebe has a new dress, um, and it's perfect for her, but it's not for tonight. Not for tonight. Yeah, I'm going for a benefit. Love, I love, I love the interactions between the girls with this. Yeah, it, it's so on point. Yeah. For, for like, <laughs> I've, I've been waiting around probably for you to yeah. get ready. I'm just at them. I'm not in a rush. I don't care because I get. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm yeah, never in a rush. Girls getting ready, like, oh look at this. Oh, but it's not for tonight. No, 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 not for tonight. Yeah. Going off on all these tangents Some, about the fashion of to, of yeah. the night and what's acceptable and Some what's not. Random skirts came out of the wardrobe. Doesn't this look fantastic? That would be really good for the Sarah's engagement party. I mean, what wouldn't it? And I'm just sat there like I'm trying to watch telly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still sat in like a this hockey is all shirt happening and while there's like no essence in the chair and Monica's still having a breakdown. Like, yep. Uh, Rachel's suddenly is starting to understand. Ross is getting annoyed though. Like she, she's starting to get it. Uh, and then Joey bursts in. He can't find his underwear. Where's my underwear? Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, come on. What? You took his underwear? He took my essence. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Joey, why why can't you just wear the underwear you're wearing now? Because I'm not wearing any underwear now. Okay, um, then why do you have to wear underwear tonight? It's a rented tux, okay? I'm not going to go commando in another man's fatigue. <laughs> well, then it looks like somebody's going to have to give somebody back his cushions. Okay. You hide my clothes, I'm going to do the exact opposite to you. <laughs> what are you, you going to show me my clothes? <laughs> hey, opposite? 
is opposite. <laughs> He's got nothing! The best part about this is, like we were talking about just, Chandler got changed in record time and still hid Joey's underwear within that time as well. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that is impressive. <laughs> I, obviously, we don't record video for this, but for this episode, I kind of wish we had because you guys can't see this, but every single clip we've played so far, Jess has basically mimed and acted out <laughs> with the clip. <laughs> like, like, beat for beat. It's a skill. It's, it's my only one. Yeah, I, I really love how Chandler does hide his underwear. Like He doesn't even mention he's done it. It's just done. It's, and it's so childish as well, isn't it? This, this whole clip is all... It's just it's just Matthew Perry's delivery the entire time. It's amazing. Like, when we record the, the clips are live on the show, so if I was to talk during the clip, you guys would hear it. And when he just said, he's stuck my essence, I literally <laughs> had to put my hand on my mouth to stop myself laughing out loud because it, the delivery is fantastic and it makes it a million times funnier. Well, and certainly Matt LeBlanc, where, you know... He doesn't know how to, to respond and just repeats himself. <laughs> yeah. Opposite. It's opposite. Yeah, it's just... yeah. And it's just Ross caught in the middle of this. Like, I just want you both to get dressed. What, what We just need to get dressed and leave. Why is this even happening? And he's just desperately trying to, like, referee between the two of them. But he's, there's just no point. Ross, just give up. Go to the gala by yourself. I do feel bad for Ross because... Russ has got a pretty cool job. I mean, admittedly, I'm a big dork, so I think dinosaurs are cool anyway. But it, it's a, even if you don't like dinosaurs, it's still a pretty prestigious job that he's a curator at a Naturalist Museum in New York and is giving a speech about dinosaurs. Like, that's cool. That That's yeah. a very prestigious yeah, thing given. to do. But the gang always give Russ flack. I'm trying to find an appropriate word then. For... For his job, like when he starts like reading a speech and they all pretend to fall asleep or just mock him constantly for his job. And I feel really bad for him at this moment. So I'm like, he's got this really special occasion. And if you guys were faffing around before I had a really special occasion, I, well, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't have the patience of us. You know me well enough to know that yeah. they'd be swearing and I'd be dragging you into the room to get changed, watch you get dressed, not in a creepy way, but to make sure it was finished. <laughs> Brian just stands there with his eyes. Like, on put you. them socks on, Mark. <laughs> My eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I do feel bad for us. Yeah, because he's invited his his friends because it's his special moment. So like, look, I want you to share in this. And obviously there's probably free drinks and food. Great, right? And then, yeah, they, they are just messing around. And at that point, you're like, look, I just want to go by myself. So I, I get his anger. But in this scene, Joey is so angry looking at his underwear missing. Like, Joey never looks angry. Messing with a man's underwear? What's that about? Uh, but, you know, he can't just wear his current underwear because he's, he, you know, he's going commando currently. And we've discussed this before in previous episodes. He does that a lot. He's one of those guys who's just yeah. commando. Do you know going commando is now in the English Oxford Dictionary? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's gross. Um, and it's and gross. does it mean exactly this? Yeah, it means okay. this. I, I'm assuming it's not because of friends, but you know, I will credit Joey with getting it added to the dictionary because why not? It's just whenever I hear, hear like the phrase going commando, I just think of sweatiness. Yeah, oh. it just, to me, it sounds like chafing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand where it comes from because I don't know, I'm a bit of a military history dork and I don't know any reference to commandos going commando well is is commando sort of your like your camouflage type thing no commando is like your unit type so uh, see i was thinking if it was camouflage it's like your underwear is camouflaged at c3 you can't see it yeah like fatigues that's yeah. not on my clothing yeah. commando is I like thought I'd, i thought i was on something then i really wasn't it's your role in the military so if you stand in infantry and then commandos would like sneak over the rocks at night and like take everyone out quietly and they're like highly skilled shock troops essentially so, yeah, I don't know why they'd be at their bits <laughs> no, no. swinging around or doing that. But. Makes them faster as they sneak through the night. I mean, it just, it just doesn't sound... How are you going to go to war? And if you're a bit slapping off your legs, it just doesn't... <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I'd be in the war frame of mind. No, you're just running away. I mean, if someone gets breezy, that's going to distract you in the middle of a fight. <laughs> like, 
Well, if Chandler uh, is going to hide Joey's clothes, then Joey will do the exact opposite to him. And, you know, those are just some classic lines. They're, they're probably not the joke of the episode, but they're close. <laughs> Again, it's all it's all Matthew Perry. You're going to show me my clothes? Like, <laughs> that is the opposite, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're both correct. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe's is now ready. She's found a Christmas decoration to cover up the stain, which is just pure Phoebe. She describes as political. All right, I'll be political. <laughs> just, what do you support? Christmas. Christmas, duh. duh. <laughs> it's the way Phoebe's like deliverance of most of her lines is just like, well, duh. Like, why aren't you thinking the same as me? I just, I love her so much. It's the way she's so happy about it as yeah. well. Like, she's as she comes out, she's like fixing the and ribbon. It's just god awful because it's huge. It's but. so and it's so nineties. Like, it's that like dark green kind of color of like Christmas that you kind of associate with like your nan's living room back in the, like, with the shiny me- metallic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's just it takes up her entire top half of her body, and she's so pleased. So pleased. But, you know, at least, at least she's ready because uh, Ross's watch has stopped. Or at least oh. the, the tail on his dinosaur watch has like stopped moving. I he shows them. He's like, look, my tail stopped moving. Yeah. It's not going around anymore. And I, I think it's even worse because you know that's a kid's watch. It's definitely not an adult watch. Yeah, that is, that oh, no, that's definitely an adult's watch. Well, it is now. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee that's sold at the museum. You can get like a fancy yeah, metallic. shop for children. No, I guarantee it's dinosaur nerdiness. Well, it will be a... He yeah, did, I suppose. We he, have been. He did get the mug, you know, I was boned at the Natural History Museum. <laughs> Should they give that to Rachel, to be fair? <laughs> I'm sure there's many of those mugs lying around. <laughs> it's the fact he gave it to Monica that's even worse. <laughs> Sometimes it's like the writers forget that they're related. Yes, we've discussed this quite a few times. Uh, yeah, Rachel is still getting ready. Uh, and, you know, I think by this point, every man knows Ross's frustration with women get ready, as we've already discussed. In any other situation, I'd probably pick on Ross for being angry and over the top, but I, I totally get his situation and, you know, him being oh, no, upset see, Rachel. I completely understand frustration and getting nearly swore then. Getting upset that you're late. Because like like you said, right, it's it's his it's a big night, it's important for him. And yes, I do feel really sad for him that they are just ultimately taking the mick out of the fact that he needs to be there on time. But the way he speaks to her drives me bonkers and this is why I joined the I Hate Ross yes. fan club because he like she's like, oh, the issues are the issues because she wants to look nice. She wants to be the best girlfriend that she can be for him. And he gets so angry at her and he just rips the shoes out of her hands and throws them. And he's just so rude. And I'm like, I love all of this episode. But when he's that rude to her, it drives me bananas. I'm with I, Jess 100%. But not because necessarily of how angry he is. It's the difference in his anger towards Rachel yes. and the rest of the gang. Like if you're going to go off on anyone in this room, go off at the boys yeah. because they're not trying to be <laughs> helpful. They're just being silly. Dumb. <laughs> dumb boys. Whereas Rachel's trying. So if you're going to lose your rag at anyone, do it at the boys. But it's it's almost like he's, I don't know if I'm getting too deep with this, but it's like it's acceptable for him to go off at Rachel because of their relationship. Like I can treat you like this because I am your boyfriend. And that's really weird and creepy and toxic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you've done that to everyone, fine. Ross has gone red Ross. Someone ate his sandwich and they're not dressed. Fine, you have anger issues. Yeah, if you'd ever pulled that with me, you'd have been decked. I mean, I'm not stupid. Exactly. Uh, you know, I have survival <laughs> instincts. <laughs> yeah, Ross doesn't, apparently. Yeah. Well, why, yeah. why, why don't we listen to the clip first and then we'll get into it. All right. It's 7.33. I have seven minutes. I have seven minutes. Okay, babes, quick. Which shoes should I wear? The black or the purple? purple. Just, just, just pick one, okay? Oh, okay, okay, the black. But, oh, do you have them black with like little strappies? Yeah, but but those really go better with pants. 
Maybe I should wear pants. Yeah, pants. What, what an idea. Or better yet, um, how about you go without any pants? Look, I don't know what you're trying to do to me, but just get your butt in there and pick out any shoes that fit your feet, okay? No, no, I don't care if they match. I don't care if they make your ankles or your knees or your earlobes look fat, okay? But I no, no, no. Just do it. Go in there, pick something out so we can go. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, everything he says, I totally understand. The way he says it is wrong. Yeah. It's even, you even hear like Rachel's tiny little voice just be like, oh, I just, she just wants to tell him that she's trying to look nice and he is rude. And not just that, he's rude in front of everybody. Yeah. Well, minus Joey. <laughs> but like, if you can, don't talk to your partner like that or anyone like that no. at all. But at the same time, you're doing it in front of essentially your sister, her mate, and your friend. It's just... That's a conversation later. When when everyone gets back from the, the gala and they're like, oh my God, how did Ross speak to Rachel? Rachel, okay. And that's going to be a conversation, I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah, he, he's clearly just lost it for the moment, not realised what he's actually saying and doing. No, I don't think he gets an excuse. No, this is why you lose his custody of Ben. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but, but he does this a lot where he, he kind of has these expectations of everyone has to do what he wants. Mm. And yes, it's his night and everything. That's but, because he was the favourite child. Yes. Mm. This is why Monica gets upset. I, I like this fan theory. We, we like to discuss fan theories here, some of the weird, weird ones, but that's, that's quite a nice fan theory. Uh, Monica then needs to call Michelle just to see if it was her voice um, on, the, on the answer machine. Um, she's calm now because it is her. So she, she's okay. She, she called, she answered, she hung up. It's like, yep, it's her, it's fine. Creepy. Uh, except that Monica didn't hide her number like she thought she might have done. Uh, we get, you know, uh, what's it? When you phone someone, you can like put a, a number in to like hide it. And back then in the mid nineties, I don't think that was really a thing. You basically had to pay for, for like seeing someone else's oh, yeah, number. That's what Phoebe says, doesn't she? Yeah. She's got like, caller called, ID. Yeah. She's like, you should get that. It's yeah. like, well, it's a bit, it's a bit late now, Phoebe. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, things are going to go a bit awry in a second. We do get lots of little brown bag advertising here right now. Like there's that bag is constantly in shot, perfectly focused on the camera so you can see it. And we've discussed that it's a, a Macy's bag, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, that the it was obviously like popular back then and then I remember when I was at school it got really popular again like over here for some reason. Yeah. Like every girl I was at school with had the like little brown Macy's bag and <laughs> but then like everyone had it in like black or grey because that was trendy. Okay. And I was like, why why is this back? Yeah, we went to New York a couple of years ago and uh our friend's mum, the only thing she wanted was a Macy's bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and our friend was like, Oh, if we go in we got time and I'm like, Look, dude. Your mum's asked for one thing from America and she wants a Macy's bag. Not a fancy Macy's bag. It's a carrier bag, essentially. Yeah. So, and yet it's become like almost culturally iconic. Yeah. And it's a carrier bag. So I guilt tripped him into marching to Macy's and we walked around for God's own to get one. He ended up buying her a proper like Macy's bag, like a handbag, to put in a bag because he was too <laughs> shy to ask if he could just have a carrier bag. <laughs> and because I guess I'm a bit of a butt sometimes, I didn't feel like helping him and just asking the staff for a carrier bag. So I was like, you know what? If you want to buy a forty dollar, but I'm not going to tell you to buy less for your mum. So we'll yeah, just we'll, we'll just watch let this you happen. Flounder. And then when he gave it to her, she took the bag out of the Macy's bag and went, "Hmm, thanks for getting the Macy's bag." Was <laughs> just just cared about the carrier bag. It was great. So it is very culturally iconic, I guess. Well, Michelle uh, actually called the number back to find out who it was calling her. And, you know, she talks to, to Monica. 
And, you know, they're, they're discussing Richard and uh, Monica is, you know, trying to cover her tracks a little bit of why she called and stuff. Uh, but then she ends up explaining her tracks and upsets Michelle. And uh, now Michelle's going to tell her dad what Monica has actually done. Which I love that Monica's logic is I can delete the message. Like Richard doesn't see his daughter. Like, like that's not going to come up again at any point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you can delete the message, but, like, you know, Michelle has a voice. Yeah, yeah. She, she's going to say something to her dad at some point, right? Uh, Ross then takes control of the situation, and as he does, uh, Rachel walks out in sweats and is going for a box of letters or, or correspondence, she calls it. Uh, is that something anyone does anymore, or even in the 90s? Did anyone do that? I mean, I, I was born in 92, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah, like, I've... I've like if <laughs> I you're, I'd get that in there. <laughs> Thanks. If, if, if you're famous, I could get it. Uh, and getting lots of letters but who else is going I'll respond to the correspondence later on like in other episodes you see that like um, Rachel especially Rachel's um, family tend to send like the country curb newsletter and mum sends her a letter because that's when she finds out various bad news that you'll obviously come to in other episodes so maybe it's maybe it's Rachel's family that do it like I mean I was born in the 80s if we're going to bring up, bring up <laughs> late days. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's a bit of a brag. It's more like mid days. <laughs> but uh, I can remember my nan catching up on her correspondence. Um, she would write to certain relatives um, and there would be like a Sunday afternoon where she'd have a cup of tea and some biscuits and sit at the kitchen table and would, you know, handwrite letters. But my nan's handwriting looks like some kind of crazy alien hieroglyphics. <laughs> I was convinced it was like some family code they'd invented so the postman couldn't read their letters. It isn't. It's just how I went to grammar school, don't you know? And I'm like, well, they should have taught you the alphabet. But anyway, but yeah, my nan used to do it all the time. But other than, you know, my old nan, I haven't seen anyone do it recently. You just, yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. I quite like the idea. You can attest just to my handwriting being atrocious. Like a spider got drunk. <laughs> but there's a romance to, to the idea of sitting down and writing a letter. Yeah, I, 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 I like what Jess said, though, about, you know, the country club newsletters and family sending things like that. Because obviously they, especially in America, they do the whole kind of family photos. Like, here, here's our trip away. Here's our Christmas together. Like, we don't yeah, do that here. Yeah, stick it on a card for everybody to see. Like, yeah. everybody wants. But I suppose that was like 90s Instagram. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't really call people up that much to, to discuss things. You might send them a letter, you know, be like, oh, yes, Aunt Gladys is uh, unwell again sort of yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, we then um, get Rachel, you know, being quite, I don't know, what's the, what's the word for this? She, Perfectly she, correct and on point because rushed through it the like yeah. crap. Yeah, like, like yeah, she, <laughs> she, she does not want to engage at all, does she? Like, Absolutely not. And, like, I get why Rachel is doing this, Um she is overreacting to Ross a little bit. Um, only in the same way Ross overreacted to her. Yes. I, I think she's proven a point. Mm. I think she's exaggerating a point as opposed to overreacting. Yeah. Because overreacting makes it, to me, makes it sound like she's not justified in what she's doing, but I feel like she's No, she's justified, is. yes. Yeah. You're right. And, you know, I totally get why Ross wants uh, Rachel to be there and be part of his day, even if it is, if you know, some of it is to show off his beautiful girlfriend. Gross. You You definitely know that's, 50% of his mind of oh, why absolutely. he wants her there. To be look, look I'm a paleontologist or a single, look at my hot girlfriend. <laughs> I, she, she is real, I've told you she is, and here she is. You know, I think you're doing a disservice to Ross there. I think he wants Rachel there because he loves Rachel and wants Rachel to share in that part of his life. I don't think there's an ounce of, check out my hot girlfriend. See, I wouldn't say it was 50-50. I'd be more leaning towards Ryan's theory, but with some of Mark's theory involved in it, because ultimately he's been in love with Rachel since the ninth grade. Yep. We know this. We know that he's been in love with her forever. So it is a case of 
he's um their partners they're in a relationship it's it's about her coming to support him but i do believe that a little part of it is come meet my history gigs see i think if that was Chandler, yes if it's Ross, he's too neurotic. The idea of people in a room fancying Rachel and being some kind of threat to his, like, no, he's Ross's brain wouldn't work that way. He would hide Rachel away because he's like, no, what if, what if, like, Frank from, from, I don't know. No, the plant- I don't think no. that comes into play until we meet Mark. Yep. Fair. Yeah, I, I think he would want to, to show off, especially going back to, like, high school and stuff. Yeah. Where, you know, he was the geek who didn't get the girl. Now he's got the girl and he can... Show off and show that she's real and stuff. This is the girl he's always wanted. Like, I yes, he ended up with Carol and that went badly and whatever, but Rachel is the girl he's always wanted. I just find the idea of showing off a partner icky. Well, I do. I'm just going to say it quietly. <laughs> what? When did I ever show you off? <laughs> All the time. Give me an example. No, we're going to go into a tangent. <laughs> there we go. We like tangents. One. I don't remember ever showing. If you thought you were being shown up, I can assure you weren't. Not in a creepy way. Oh, okay. Just in a... I mean, I wanted my friends to meet you, but well, it, it wasn't like, Jess, put on that nice dress and do a twirl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, what a time for, for Ross to deal with another Ross and Rachel relationship issue, but got a Ryan and James one going on live <laughs> not right now. even in a me. relationship. <laughs> this is what she left. <laughs> Apparently I showed her off or not enough, whichever it was. Uh, Joey then enters in this classic moment. He's wearing everything Chandler owns. Okay, buddy boy, here it is. You hide my clothes, I'm wearing everything you own. Oh my God! That is so not the opposite of taking somebody's underwear. Look at me, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Maybe if I wasn't going commando. I'll tell you, it's hot with all this stuff on. I, uh, I better not do any, I don't know, lunges. <laughs> okay, okay, enough, enough with the lunging. No, I'm sick of this, okay? I've had it up to here with you two. Neither of you can come to the party. Is that whole clip the joke of the show? I think it is for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My joke. It's my joke. I'm not going to play it three times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, just that, that whole clip, you know, the whole... Him being Chandler, can I be wearing it? Wearing any more clothes? Perfect. When you say show, do you mean episode or all of Friends? Because I would give oh, it just, all of just, just the episode. So, just, I would say it's it's the Friends joke. Of, of, uh, yeah, out, out of all ten ten seasons. Yeah, I think the Friends line is well. Everyone say we're on a break, but to my mind, it's I take the Rachel. That's like the iconic line. Yeah. And then joke is, could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> is the best the best joke in Friends. It's, it's just the follow up to it. You know, if I wasn't going Commando, <laughs> just just the pauses and then obviously the lunges. The, the... It's just Chandler's reaction to it because I don't know what he expected. Like, he screamed that he's got nothing, but he clearly had something. Yeah. He's got something big, and Chandler is losing in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone would ever imagine this situation no. <laughs> like in your wildest dreams. I mean, have you ever tried putting on, like, a wetsuit? No. Okay, so it's quite difficult. Uh, putting on that many clothes, I think after, like, the first pair of trousers, trying to put another pair of trousers on a pair of trousers is going to be quite difficult and time-consuming. It's the commitment from everybody to that yeah. bit is just... Fantastic. Yeah, he looks amazing with all the many layers on. 
Um, it, it's, just, it's got the fact that he's gone down to bits of underwear, yep. ties, all sorts of random bits that Chandler probably hasn't even worn in years. Yeah, he's got, he's got about three or four ties on, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like they just <laughs> round his neck like a necklace. He just looks fantastic. That's okay. All I want to say, how many pairs of socks can you get on your feet before it becomes ridiculous? Like, I want to know how many <laughs> pairs of socks were there. There's your weekend challenge. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Because, because I've noticed, uh, noticed over the last few episodes that, that the clothes that Chandler wears, some of them are quite baggy. Uh, he doesn't wear like normal fitted shirts or anything. Like some of them are, are quite oversized. Oh, again, nineties really wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, that makes sense. That he can wear so many layers. Uh, it's, it's absolutely classic. And then you know, knowing that he is commando whilst doing the lunges and just the the noise that Chandler makes, the uh noise. I would make the same noise. Just absolutely great. Uh, the way, you know, Ross kind of like calms the guys down though and they're just, oh, we're just messing around, like instantly diffused. Oh, it's the one he tells them they can't come to the bar and they're like, yeah. way to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's just weird that, you know, they're, they're just having fun whereas from the outside you're like, no, this is them going up a notch and too far and they're just like, oh no, we can end it any time. Yeah, which is... which we're just which, which the boy, not to. Yeah, which the boys know. Like, I'm sure when Ross is like, right, taxi's on the way, the boys would have been like, cool, and then they would have kind of got dressed. They were just... Men don't need... Men need 58 seconds to get dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not a whole... Hide Yeah. But, you know, for me, this is why season three onwards of Friends is, is pretty much the best. Uh, you know, Ross says the guys can't come, though. Uh, as we said, they were only messing around. Uh, but Ross really doesn't care about any of that though because he only wanted Rachel there which is a touching moment if we ignore Rachel's face that looks like a bulldog sucking a lemon she's <laughs> entitled to that face he was rude he was uh, Ross will do anything to show he wants her there this is when Joey suggests drinking the fat that's been left on the table I mean he's already tried to get <laughs> Ross to drink the fat like twice in the episode <laughs> yeah. he's like what's the soda like, how oh, about some fat <laughs> also like Ross has now ruined their fun of like being stupid and the chair and getting changed. So Joey's got to drag him down to their level somehow. <laughs> You're saying Ross owes the boys a laugh? Yeah. <laughs> that, that laugh hey, is I'm drinking fat. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm we, on board. We are forgetting there's only a few minutes left before the end of the episode or, you know, Ross having to leave. Uh, the way that Joey says that though, like, you know, you could drink the fat. Like, part of me thinks he did it on purpose. Part of it is just like, mm, here's a thing to do. Uh, d- Defo on purpose. Yeah. He saw his opportunity and he took it. It's just a dumb boy suggestion. Yeah. You would just see it and go, I'm going to say it. Like, there was no thought involved. He's, He's already <laughs> said no to me twice. I'm getting this fat in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he saw the fat and went, yes. And then Rachel thinks, that, you know, this is actually a great idea. Which, to me, I think she can be a bit petty and horrible at times. Because it is... Petty, yes, horrible, no. He was rude. He was, yeah. I'll come back to this until the day I die. He was rude. But it's fat. I don't know. I mean... I drink the fat because I can't pretend, shall I? I can't no, back can't. down. No, it's you like, don't. It's like, drink the fat, fine. Like, You've I already just, told us about jumping in bushes. Yep. Just at this point, I'd have probably drank the fat even if you told me not to because, <laughs> to be honest, the second Joey challenged me to drink the fat, I probably would have drank it. Yeah. But in this instance, I'd drink the fat. If that's, if that's going to, you know, make my apology mean something, I'll drink the fat. Well, the drink on the table looks absolutely disgusting. Uh, it reminds me of the beer cup scene from American Pie, which I'm not going to describe to any of you. But if you've seen, well, I've, if no, you've I've not seen it, have you not? not what happens, Mark? Uh, I suggest you watch the the first few minutes of American Pie. But what, why would beer be as good? Why is beer bad? Uh, something happens. What happens it. to the beer, Mark? So, 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 something gets put in it. <laughs> in, the, in the film, they actually put egg white in it. What's egg white supposed to be? Uh, I'll let you leave that to your imagination. Fluid. Yeah, I have seen it. I just want <laughs> I know. Mark to explain it. Yeah, I'm going to leave that to your imagination. I mean, to be fair, in the next episode, how many times do we say sperm? <laughs> so yeah. we can say sperm well, now. Well, well, we say we say we. It's you. 
Yeah. I said sperm and Mark got uncomfortable. So I just kept saying sperm. So now we've said sperm four times. This, in American this, pie, uh, there is sperm in a beer and someone drinks it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think everyone needs this at their, you know, on their way to work. I mean, we're discussing drinking fat. It, that's, I mean, it's not as gross, but... <laughs> no. But uh, it, it, it does look absolutely gross. It doesn't look like cider or something. There is clearly different layers. I'd love to know what is actually in that drink. Well, I think, I think Monica's keeping the fat. I mean, I'm not a gourmet chef or anything, but I assume it's her chicken fat. Yes. And she, so there's like, Ross says there's chicken bits in it. Which no, I'll no, no. But I mean, in, in, in real life, like, what was it actually made of? Because it could have just been fat because he's never going to drink it, was he? So. Well, Joey drinks it, I guess, behind the fridge. Yeah, he, he you know, tips mm. it yeah, to his yeah. mouse, but mouth, mouse. So, so yeah, might, might be actual real, real fat then, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Ross will do it anyway. Uh, but Rachel stops him at the very last second. Um, which I, I think it's like, that's kind of sweet that, yeah. you know, she, she could have been like, nah, just go for it, I don't care. Yeah, you see, this is where it comes back to, she was being petty, but not horrible. Yeah. Because he proves that he was going to do it. And she was like, oh, no, 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 you've, you've proved it. Like, you don't actually have to do it. Yeah. Would you have made me drink the fat? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I am mean and petty. Uh, yeah, she, she's, she's going to go. And then we get another classic line, you were going to drink the fat. You were going to drink, drink the, the fat. fat. <laughs> Uh, now it's all going to be okay. Joey's going to get changed. Rachel's going to get changed, and they're going to get a cab in two minutes. Uh, Monica comes out looking great, but has to dial into Rich's answering machine to delete Michelle's message. Hi, this is Richard. You have three new messages. Not anymore. <laughs> message list. To record your message. Begin speaking at the dorm. Hi, uh, Richard, it's Monica. Um, listen, I, I did something kind of crazy tonight. Um, maybe I'm getting my period or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I, I beeped into your machine and I heard this message that, that freaked me out. And um, you know what? Uh, Michelle will tell you the rest. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, okay? And I hope that we can just forget the whole thing. Okay, bye. Your outgoing message has now been changed. Outgoing? Did that say outgoing? Not outgoing! <laughs> Hi, uh, Richard, it's Monica. Um, listen, I, I did something kind of crazy tonight. Um, maybe I'm getting my period or something, I don't know. No! <laughs> How did you do that? I don't know! Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that ruse will only last so long as we've already said. Yep. And then she just went, she just completely backfired, didn't she? Like, I will say it was actually hilarious where the part where Monica said, maybe I'm getting my period or something. Ryan made the exact same face as Phoebe makes in the episode. <laughs> like, just the cringe was hilarious. Well, I love that. If, if a woman makes a period joke or says, oh, maybe I'm on my period, it's funny. If a man says, it's because you're on your period, that's entirely it's acceptable. It's entirely unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you don't get to decide that. <laughs> Uh, and then she, you know, she does something to record a new message and then records this. I, I really love the way the answer machine just at the end just goes, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> that answer I, machine's taken no prisoners. I love the no's. Like, the second one, the clip ends just before it, but after goodbye, you get a really drawn out, like, no, from Monica. And I'm like, that's, to me, that's like up there with the Wilhelm scream of iconic sounds. Like, if I need a no, forget Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I want Monica's no. Uh, I don't know how she, like, managed to record an outgoing message. Um, so anyone can can hear it. Who's calling Richard? Would like, like shortcut keys, wouldn't it? So you put just, your pin in, and then you. Yeah. It just like, seems weird to be able to do that. Yeah, that seems fine to me. Is how that I worked. You'd call your own. I was gonna say you, you changed your voicemail when you were 
like on your phone, can't you? I, you I guess on your mobile phone, phone. Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Mark. Leave yeah. a message. Especially if you know, because the '90s, you can't, you know, no people. That's our excuse for this whole episode. Is the '90s? Well, yeah. I mean, we talk about friends a lot, aging well. But the tech doesn't. Like Mark's favourite things ever are the weird tech references you get, like when Chandler's got a laptop with three megabytes of RAM and just how <laughs> ridiculous that is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so you'd, I guess you'd just call up and there would be a certain button combination you'd press to record it. So say I'm running late to meet you and you try and phone my apartment and then I've changed my message. But hi, Mark, I'm on the way, don't worry. You would get, you'd get that message. <laughs> As if you would do that. I would do that. <laughs> I mean, I'd need, a, I'd need, a, I'd need to be near a phone in the 90s to do that. So that logic kind of falls apart, I guess. But in theory, you could do it. Uh, but now, you know, she doesn't know how to change it and she's being dragged out by Ross for the cabs. So that's going to stay on there for quite a while. It's when uh, Mon- when they say like, oh, he could change, like maybe I could call the phone company. Maybe they could change it for him. And they're like, I think he'll change his number after this. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, another zinger from Phoebes. Yeah. She's on fire this episode. Uh, Rach then comes out of her room looking absolutely stunning. Uh, but there's no time for that, Ross, because now they're going to be late. Oh, oh, now they can be late. Now they it's can on be, Ross's yeah. time. It's always, what I find really funny is she walks out looking amazing, but I always like it in Friends or in TV land when they try to make attractive people look less attractive. And it's like Rachel still looks stunning in the Knicks jumper and yeah. sweatpants. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I'd see Rachel and go, yeah. But, but then she comes out of the dress and she does look phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you know, this isn't like so bad though for for Ross though that you know he can't hang around with Rachel while everyone's waiting in the cabs uh, because Rachel is going Commando too. Is that sexy? I, I'm kind of in two minds about it. it I, I don't know because like the back mammal part of my brain, the one that says yes, yes, but then the rest of my brain is like, Ear. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we've evolved to have underwear for a reason. Like it's good for us. <laughs> like just wear the underwear. Yeah, just yeah I, I'm exactly <laughs> with you there, right? Like, part, part of you is like, oh, that's, that kind of is attractive and sexy. And the other part's like, that's actually really dirty. Plus, it, overthinking again, she's not wearing the most accessible dress. So the fact that she's not got any pants on isn't <laughs> going to have any benefit at any point until she gets out of the dress anyway. Yeah, and just as a, at, like, as a female perspective, I just don't understand commando for anybody. Like, just put your pants on. Like, it's not like she's got a short dress on and they can sneak off to, you know, the Triceratops arena, you know, you know <laughs> get up to something. It's, like, it's, it's the whole dress, so it was like, well, okay. Nah, but yeah. Ross seems to like the idea. Well, I suppose it's, they've made up, they've made up, haven't they? And then in the credits, we were at the event and some guy appears to congratulate Ross and sits in Chandler's seat. <laughs> Excuse me. Hi. Yes? Well, you're kind of sitting in my seat. What do you mean, your seat? I, I mean, I was sitting there. But you got up. But I never left the room. But you left the chair area. <laughs> All right, that's it. Give me your underwear. I love that. It's, it's, it's just a great ending like to the, the whole storyline. I love the guy's really exaggerated English accent, even though it's actually his accent. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's just like, the area. It's just, it's just so, I love, it makes me think, like, are there weird chair rules? Like if I got up and I went to make a tea, would one of you sit, I mean, you've got your own chairs, but if you sat in my chair, would that be valid? Well, it's, it's a bit like the five second rule when you drop food on the floor and stuff like that. Like it's just, a thing people make up and and like I can understand like Joey and Chandler arguing over a chair because they know each other and they can be petty and they can be silly this man is a stranger and he is arguing with a stranger yes. over a chair which is ultimately not British 
Like if I sat in someone's chair and they said, that's my chair, I'd be like, oh God, I'm so sorry. And I'd leave. Yeah. Like it, that, it, that's it, British. It is awkward when you come back from a, like you're at a group function, you come back to your seat and someone else is there. Cause you're like, where do I go now? Yeah. I've got nowhere else to sit and I don't want to go anywhere else. I had too much confidence. Yeah. Too, that was not <laughs> British at all. No. Plus, this is Russ's work function. Don't <laughs> cause a scene, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we know, at any work function, the, all the gang like to cause scenes. They do. Bidding on boats they can't afford. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, th- this is a all-time classic episode. Absolutely fantastic. It, it doesn't move the story at all, but who cares? Like, every line is hilarious. Yeah, it's just... This, this is why I wanted to come and be part of this episode, because it is just continually hilarious yeah well i think you need episodes like this especially after the kind of russ and rachel will they won't they of like season two it yeah. was just sometimes it's just easy comedic relief isn't exactly. it exactly like, yeah some do public you want some relief after the the plot i don't always need the whole drama to get moved forward sometimes i just want to sit down and laugh yeah and you got to think it's it's quite difficult to keep the humor going for 20 plus minutes but there, there's not a moment here wasted more often, we'll. Sorry, just what you were going to say. I, I was just going to say they keep it going really well. It's just it is just on par the entire way through. Mark and I discuss often when we're doing our show notes that you can work out how long the episode's going to be. When I was watching the episode, I was like, "This episode of the podcast is going to be short because this episode is just boom. It does not stop. Once it starts, every like eighteen seconds, you're laughing at something, and then before you know it, there's the credits, and you're like, "No, can we can we have more of this? Can I just have like an hour and a half of them sat in the apartment being idiots?" Well, we, we've discussed like the uh, apartment like uh, quiz episode. It's like, can we have more of that? Yeah, that's that's what we would absolutely love to see. So, like again with this. Just, just more humour, really. Yeah, I don't need drama. I, sometimes I just like mundane stuff. Um, I'm always whinging about comic books where it's always like Batman has to fight a giant villain and I'm like, can't I just have one where like he walks the dog and <laughs> they chat about croissants or something? I want, I just want to see their day-to-day life and this is a nice day-to-day life episode. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that, that brings this episode to a close. Uh, I guess we should probably give out the socials. But why don't we start with Jess? Uh if there is anywhere people want to find you, is there anywhere? Do you want people to find you? Maybe you don't. I mean, you can if you want. I don't actually have Instagram or any sort of social, so you can't. Okay. <laughs> so you can find her on... You can look for Jess, but you won't <laughs> you find her. Find me. You can follow my dog on Instagram, which is... Moose is adorable, to he be fair. He's a beautiful boy. He's Moose the Miniature Poodle on Instagram, if you want to see what my dog gets up to. That's about <laughs> as much as you can find me on. I want to steal him. But you I- should have brought him with you. Oh, can I we have Moose as a guest? I was <laughs> tempted, but he'd like he'd sniff the microphones. He'd be very distracting. He'd that, that's fine. I'm sure our audience would happily replace one of my tangents <laughs> with some Moose microphone time. Yeah. Very delightful. Uh, well, hopefully we can have you again on a future episode. I hope you've had, had a good, a good time. time. Excellent. Uh, so, Ryan, where else can people find us? Can't we just record this? I say this every time you ask me. Can we just record? I know it's, this. This bit is getting really boring right now. I just, it is really boring. I always, I remember the socials now. When I couldn't remember them, it was funny. And now I'm just like, can we just record them and press a button? Because you can find me at gamehype.co.uk and on the hyper. No, the real hyper expert. See, I forgot where I am now. <laughs> the hyper my heaven podcast, and then there's watch friends pod on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and there's watchingfriends.com. The only important one is the Patreon, really, where we yeah. get money. Yeah, Jess, are you going to back us on Patreon? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good advert for it. We'll cut that well, out. Well, that's because Jess doesn't know why she should join the Patreon. She doesn't. Why should she join the Patreon, Mark? So she can have ad-free versions of this show, so you can skip all the adverts, which is great. You can get bonus episodes. So we're going through uh, Joey in the same style. Oh, okay. So we 
at the time recording are doing episode three of Joey. Um, it's actually quite interesting because I don't know if you're if you've watched Joey yeah, or I, did, I, yeah. assume, I assume being a massive Friends fan you've seen it, on, right? Don't, don't ask silly questions. What what did you think of Joey? So I watched it when it first came out, and oh god, when did it come out? Like so, so it would have been like six months after Friends finished. So like two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was only just in secondary school, sort of thing, and I just remember being really excited to watch it, but I also remember being quite disappointed about it but not willing to admit to myself that I was disappointed about it yeah I get that yeah yeah because just... you love the character I yeah. want to see more of this and see how it's yeah. going to change and you think it's going to be great because you think oh it's just going to be carried on like friends and then it's not and you're like oh, why did they even bother yeah because the, the first episode is is a bit dodgy yep mm. uh, it starts finding its way through through season one mm. uh, I quite like how it changes and how Joey changes and stuff but it, it's not the same as friends it's it is a lower tier comedy. Yeah, and I suppose that it's almost unfair to put it on, to expect it to sit on the same pedestal as Friends because it's not Friends. Yeah. So as, I feel like I need to rewatch it as an adult and form better opinions than a 14-year-old. <laughs> well, if you join the Patreon, <laughs> uh, you, you can listen to our talkovers. Just like, I'm yeah. not, just give me for free. <laughs> just watch it and yeah. texture my opinions. Or you can come on a future episode there if you, you want go. to. I'll do that. Uh, so yeah, so we, we go through Joey in the exact same style, filled with clips, and we discuss those episodes and there's other bonus content that we'd like to do in the future as well so in the past we've done our like pros and cons list so we did a um a, a ross pros and cons list you know like what he did with rachel uh, but we did it for all the friends gang that was way more difficult than yeah. we thought it would be that sounded like the easiest idea in the world right? oh yeah we'll knock that in 10 minutes no problem and yeah. it was actually in the evening of me sitting there going oh my god i don't I can't do this this is really difficult no and we had like a, a way more pros for for ross than we ever thought we would uh, so we hope to do more episodes like that and, and games and stuff. Uh, otherwise, you can find me at fuzzballs.co where you can buy my merch where I do drawings of cute animals and put them on T-shirts and mugs and stuff. Uh, otherwise, I think that's the end of our episode. You can join us next week for episode four. Three? Three? Yeah, three, three, because yeah, we recorded it out of order. Yeah, yeah episode the, three. This is episode two. The one with the jam, which yeah. I still think is a dreadful episode. Yeah. Well, well t- not episode, uh, but episode title. Yeah. Although yeah. I say that, I said that to the guy at work who we we're going to try and set in a friends quiz against Jess. I, went, I think the one with the jams a terrible episode. He went, "Why? Monica makes jam because," and he basically gave me an entire episode synopsis. And I was like, <laughs> "You're not unproving my point. You're just that much of a friends nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a bad title." We're, yeah, we we really enjoyed the episode. So come back, join us for that. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to us if you're not already. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this special episode where we had our. Lovely guest on, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back. Awesome. We will definitely welcome you back in the future. So until next week, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Toodle pip.